0: This is the Behind the Line Podcast, and this is Pacific Northwest Headline News for Wednesday, May 18th, 2022. Forty-two years ago at 8.32 in the morning, May 18th, 1980, Mount St. Helens, right here in Washington, erupts and becomes the deadliest and most destructive volcanic eruption in U.S. history. Where were you when it happened, and how did that affect you, if you were alive when that happened? Well, our first little story is about a family from Washington and a little incident that occurred in our neighboring Oregon with a, what Kate Brown would probably want you to believe is a reformed prisoner of the Oregon penal system. A family of five from Camas, Washington was on the way home from Cannon Beach last month. When a driver fired a gun into the car several times, nearly missing three children in the back seat, newly released court records show. The frightening encounter took place on the evening of April 6 on U.S. Highway 26 near the northeast Brookwood Parkway exit in Hillsboro, according to an arrest warrant affidavit written by Hillsboro police officer Sufian Share and filed in Washington County Circuit Court. A man and woman were in the front seat, and their two sons, ages 9 and 11, and a daughter, 8, were in the back of the family's Ford Flex. The man told investigators that a Land Rover SUV was ahead of them when the driver stomped the brakes. As the cars were in the left lane heading towards Portland, the man said he drove onto the left-hand shoulder, passed the Range Rover, moved back into the left lane, and then merged into the right lane. The driver of the Range Rover kept pace with the family's car, the family's youngest child, told investigators the Range Rover sneaked into our lane. The girl said she peeked into the other car and saw the man rolling down a window, and the first thing I saw was the gun. One of her brothers also saw it. The driver then fired at least four times at the family's car. No one was struck. The driver sped off, and investigators found four bullet holes from a small caliber gun in the victim's vehicle. Bullet fragments were removed from the driver's side door, cushions in the back seat, and the rear passenger door on the driver's side. Hillsboro Police Investigators said they later identified the motorist as Carl Ryan Anthony Sehe 33, who according to court documents lives in a Pearl District apartment in Portland. Sehe appeared Monday in Washington County Circuit Court on allegations of attempted second degree murder, felon in possession of a firearm, Hmm. an unlawful use of a weapon. Say he was convicted in 2009 of robbery after he and another man held up the bar at the Colwood Golf Course on Northeast Columbia Boulevard in Portland. Say he and another man ordered the bartender to empty the till at gunpoint, then left him hogtied face down on a bathroom floor, authorities said. Say he was convicted of first-degree robbery and second-degree kidnapping. He was sentenced to nearly a decade in prison. During his sentencing hearing, say he stuck out his tongue at his victim and winked and nodded when the victim asked during the proceeding if he planned to make a career out of crime. Well, apparently... <clears throat> the man whose car was shot on US-26 told investigators the violent encounter changed his life. His children suffered nightmares, his wife struggles with getting into the car to go anywhere, and he has trouble sleeping. But it's guys like this that Democrat politicians think once they've served their time, oh, they're reformed. They're regretful. They've changed. They won't do this stuff anymore when they get out. Clearly. Clearly. And more good news for Seattle. Seattle's Alki Beach and Golden Gardens will have reduced hours this summer. You know, because homeless, vagrants, and criminals run this city. The shortened hours are being tested by Seattle Parks and Recreation to address dangerous and or illegal behavior that has been reported in the summer evenings at the two parks. The beach hours will be from 4 a.m. to 10 p.m. from May 27th to September 4th. Unless you're homeless, of course, then you can camp there 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Seattle Park staff assisted by SPD officers will begin closing the beaches at 9.30 p.m. The reduced hours will be reviewed during a Board of Parks and Recreation Commission meeting after they are tested. Alki's hours were uh, reduced last year following multiple violent incidents at the park and concerns about illegal activity. Some of the issues reported at the park during the busier summer months included violence, excessive noise, illegal fires, and unpermitted events. And, of course, there was multiple incidents at Golden Gardens, including uh, one person being shot and killed over fireworks. Starting September 5th, the hours at the two beaches will return to normal and be open 4 a.m. to 11.30 p.m. Yes, so apparently we're going to let the criminals and other types, homeless, etc., dictate what the rest of us normal people can do. Criminal defendants in the state of Oregon who have gone without legal representation for long periods of time amid a critical shortage of public defense attorneys filed a lawsuit Monday that alleges the state violated their constitutional right to legal counsel and a speedy trial. The complaint, which seeks class action status, was filed to state lawmakers and the Oregon Office of Public Defense Services struggle to address the huge shortage of public defenders statewide. The crisis has led to the dismissal of dozens of cases and left an estimated 500 defendants statewide, including several dozen in custody on serious felonies without legal representation. Crime victims are also impacted because cases are taking longer to reach resolution. A delay that experts say extends their trauma, weakens evidence, and erodes confidence in the justice system. The justice system, quote unquote, in Oregon. Especially among low-income and minority groups. There is a public defense crisis raging across this country, said Jason D. Williamson, Executive Director of the Center on Race, Inequality, and the Law at New York University School of Law, who helped prepare the filing. But Oregon is among only a handful of states that is now entirely depriving people of their constitutional right to counsel on a daily basis, leaving countless indigent defendants without access to an attorney for months at a time. The lawsuit specifically names Governor Kate Brown and Stephen Singer, the recently appointed executive director of the state's public defense agency and asks for a court injunction ordering criminal defendants to be released if they can't be provided with an attorney in a reasonable period of time. The lawsuit doesn't specify what would be considered reasonable. Oregon's system to provide attorneys for criminal defendants who can't afford them was underfunded and understaffed before covid but a significant slowdown in court activity during the pandemic pushed it to a breaking point. A backlog of cases is flooding the courts and defendants routinely are arraigned and then have their hearing dates postponed up to two months in the hopes a public defender will be available later. (sighs) These Democrat states are just inept at doing their jobs, and they cry so often... For these poor people's rights, you know, equity and social justice. But this directly affects those people they claim to care about the most and they're doing nothing about it. They have money to spend on all kinds of other garbage, but when it comes to your constitutional rights in court, I guess that gets a pass. Maybe they're just hoping the courts will let everybody out instead of prosecuting. The Greater Idaho Movement for Oregon, Eastern Oregon, doesn't seem to be doing so well, according to results from Tuesday's primary. So far, nine counties of the 19 in the proposed Idaho annex are on board with taking a closer look at how the land's jurisdiction might be transferred from one state to another. Two more will vote on the question in November. The idea is to move Idaho's western border to include everything east of the Deschutes River, excluding the city of Bend, including portions of Deschutes, Jefferson, Wasco counties, and everything south of Lane County. The votes to approve in the nine counties are purely advisory and it would take an act of both state legislatures and the blessing of the federal government to make it happen. Yeah, so in other words, it will never happen. The movement is two years into its effort, but the feasibility of altering both states remains unclear. And California and its unconstitutional laws A Los Angeles judge has ruled the California's landmark law requiring women on corporate boards is unconstitutional. No kidding. State Senator Leader Tony Atkins, a Democrat from San Diego, said the ruling was disappointing and a reminder that sometimes our legalities don't match our realities. More women on corporate boards means better decisions and businesses that outperform the competition, Atkins said in a statement. Uh... I don't think that is truly the case. The best people on the board is what creates that. We believe this law remains important, despite the disheartening ruling. The decision comes just a month after another Los Angeles judge found that a California law mandating that corporations diversify their boards with members from certain racial, ethnic, or LGBT groups was also unconstitutional. Yes. California. We are not ruled by emotions in the judicial system. This has been Pacific Northwest Headline News. For more, visit BehindTheLinePodcast.com. Thanks for listening.